0: following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode Slash session here at the Kick Pod Dojo. I am your host, slash sensei, TJ Williams, here giving you the insider of my martial arts training as well as giving thoughts and opinions on certain martial arts subjects like movies and TV shows. Also highlighting certain martial artists around the world. Alright, um this week we're gonna be discussing Going back to the year nineteen eighty nine, pretty much the end of the late nineteen eighty nine, with a movie that was one of those farewell movies, um, saying like goodbye to the eighties and going into the nineties. So, one of the movies that I'm talking about, one of my personal favorites, um, is Best of the Best, starring James Earl Jones, Eric Roberts, Philip Ree. Chris P- Christopher Pence, John or John or John um, Die, and also David Grusin. If I, I forgot his name, but no, They're, those are the actors in the movies. Of course, three of them are deceased, sadly. And you know, I'd give anything to meet this. But just a small summary of the movie. All right, here you go. You got um, you got five guys. Chosen to represent the United States of America in a karate tournament against South Koreans' best martial artists in South Cor- in South Korea. All right, so the film kind of starts out. Um, you know, you got um, a invitational tournament going on. I think it happened in California because I think that's where they did their training. So here they are um, in the invitational tournament. So they're doing um, numerous of uh, fights. And, um, of course, um, in the end of the whole, um, Invitational, they, um, p- handpicked, um, people that is going to represent the United States against Korea. And yet, vice versa, Korea is doing the same thing. They're picking their five best. And yet, um, it's said in this movie that unlike, um, the American team that's training for three months for this competition, you got, the, um the Koreans that train like uh, one year training like for 12 months and are definitely funded by the government, which is, um, which makes them probably the most dangerous team probably in the world. I mean, if you're training for a year for competition, no question that you're going to be dangerous. All right. So the five people that are picked, of course, you got Alexander Grady played by Eric Roberts, former martial arts, superstar forced into retirement by a shoulder injury but is a loving widow father to his son Walter coming back to gain his glory once again and next you got Tommy Lee played by Philip Ree, dedicated martial arts instructor who proves how valuable he is to the team due to the fact that he's on a personal vendetta. Alright, and I'll get to that later. And then you got Travis Brickley, played by the late Chris Pent. Of course, he passed away in 2006. And he was in good movies. Um, of course, if you watched, um, well, pretty much like five years before this movie, he was like in the movie Footloose, and he was a lot skinnier compared to when he was in um, Best of the Best. He was a lot heavier. But if you uh, you see him in Footloose, you'll see how skinny he is. Alright, so definitely he's like um, a beat-em-up type fighter with a hot temper. And certainly no care in the world for anybody else. And of course you got Virgil, Ken- Virgil Keller, played by the late John Dye. Uh, a devoted Buddhist with a good sense of humor. And of course, uh, yes... Um, you know, you look at him now, but well, look at him in this movie, hes you think of him not like a fighter, but kind of like an easygoing guy. Right. And of course, you got Sonny Grasso, created by the late David. Uh, David. I'm, I'm going to try to so say this right. I say. Ah, uh, uh, man. It's like a Spanish. I can't say it, but. Yeah, you'll see him. He's a Detroit. Um, streetwise fighter. But of course he's a second degree black belt. In this movie. Alright so. These are the five people that rep- represent America. And of course they're coached by. They're. They're coached by. Frank Cuso. Played by the legendary James Earl Jones. And pretty much lays down the law. Of how he. He expects them to be. As a team. Just a reminder. If. If it's anything other than a sport, then there would be less expectations. But nevertheless, when you're representing your country in a sporting event like such as this, like say it's, um, say it's the Olympics, I mean, you're, you're training almost for the entire year trying to um, at least be the best that you can be. And yet, uh, of course, there's going to be restrictions restriction is going to be a factor yeah just like kuso put it no women alcohol or drugs as well and then he puts two more rules in there which is very valuable if you're on a team all right so the one thing is being on time never being late no that's one of my pet peeves no being on time is something i take very seriously if i know i'm not gonna be on time i call or text a couple hours ahead. Or if I'm not going to make it, then I reschedule or ask for coverage. You know, it's always best to really be there on time before your students. You show that you're how dedicated you are. But it's vice versa too, it's like it's two-way street. You know, the students expect you to be on time and you expect the students to be on time. So it's a two-way street. I nobody's over anybody, of course. um, Yeah. And, you know, being late shows you don't have respect for the time put in for you to train unless something gets in the way of you making it on time. Otherwise, making it on time. otherwise you're expected to be there at the set time. And he puts the number two rule. A team is not a team if you don't care about one another. You know, every team's objective is to win, but to win, everyone must work together. No matter the difference, no matter the difference, you know, every person has their own personal goals and attributes. But, you know, if you don't work as a if you're not a team player, then the objective of actually winning is second to none. So you really have to really put what your personal goals are aside. Yeah. Okay, going into the movie, I'm gonna go talk talk about one favorite scene of mine, the bar scene. Of course, right in the beginning of the movie, and yet, um, of course, of course, they're giving up with for their final night before training. Of course, for their final, of course, for their final night of training. Of course, they go up to a bar, local bar. They're giving up. I mean, I say. The scene is um is yeah it's like they have their little have their little fun in the bar and then of course this is almost like a prep off of like what are, they, what are they like as a team all right so from here you know it starts off all nice everyone's having fun until Travis stirs up trouble with one of the bar um customers and of course, um, he goes on dancing with uh, his lady, knowing that he's too busy playing pool. And of course, the guy I'm talking about, the bar, the, um, the person that Travis gets a fight to is Kane Hodder. Actually, met him. He we meet him was um, was I was um, collecting money for him at the Comic Con. Me meet him was was like talking about the movie, and um, yeah, he was talking about he was in the first movie and then a second movie, and yeah, you know. We was like going back and forth. It was a little wonderful. Mm. And uh, yeah. So yeah. The the help all broke loose. And then everybody was showing off their ability to fight. And of course. um, And then they just um, took everybody out. And then of course they left. Yeah of course they left. They did whatever they did. And um, of course on to their training. Starting their training. Of course the first day. Their usual first day Of training, usually they have that pep talk of what to expect in training, not only physically but mentally expectation, and that's why they have more than one coach, and having have they have one for the physical work, while the other for mental work, like giving them mentally prepared for their battle, and that's where a female comes in, uh, and you got Catherine Wade played by Louise Fletcher all right, and she's teaching them how to stay in control of their minds and not losing control, losing control losing their cool all right so mention and, and that's the thing about being fits and when you're in the martial arts. if you're a dedicated martial arts you would go to long definitely go to great lengths to keep yourself in shape you know other than showing up the class like twice a week you're going outside of class and spending at least time to train and of course that, that's what most students fail to do and you wonder why that you know students are not ready for the next test or for competition because you know you're they're worried they're you know they're worried about anything everything else other than their training and you know they forget their katas they forget their techniques you know it's no, it's on. It's pretty much on them, and so pretty much it's always important to keep yourself fit, and always is endurance. All right. So another thing that they had to do during the training is study their opponents, as well as their opponents studying them, their weaknesses and their ability. And you know, you have um, each opponent paired off with um, the Koreans. And they're given like videotapes as well as binders um, uh, of their personal abilities. All right, so yeah, it's always best to learn about your opponent. You know the one, the one weakness of uh, most fighters out there. They post things on social media as well as um, YouTube, and yet if you see them in a tournament, and you're in their, and you're are there, and you are in their division. Chances are you fight them, you know exactly what they're gonna do. So you pretty much study that opponent real well to the point where you know their weaknesses, you know their ability and weaknesses, and then you attack their weaknesses. All right, so which is wonderful that night. So this pretty much became very valuable. Alright, so going into the different training methods. Alright, so you got the United States team training with high tech equipment. You got, of course, they're lifting weights, Um, they're hitting the focus pads, doing yoga, running the track. You know, like I said, you got to keep yourself fit as well as well endured. And while you got the Korean, they use their environment around them. You see them running in the snow. Of course, um, you see them hitting like trees. Of course, they didn't have no high tech equipment. They used their environment, and you see them like using each other as like targets. You know, and they want to be like physically strong, which is um very valuable. All right, so that's like the different training methods. You'll see that as they they're training. All right, personal issues. Of course, Tommy Lee, like I said, he has a personal vendetta. And the personal vendetta is he's seeking revenge on his opponent, Daehan Parks, which is played by his real-life brother, um, Simon. But Simon, yeah, he would. Um, he's looking personal vendetta against Daehan because in the tournament, he killed this brother. And yet... Um, he would constantly hold back because he fears uh, he won't obj- uh, obtain his objective. He knew what happened to his brother in that competition. He wanted to avoid every means of being um, in the same position that his brother was. But, you know, he kept holding back his techniques. And he kept doing it to the point where. We're on um, Sorry about that I'm getting a little tired I mean I had a long day But I want to do this podcast uh, So he went to the point where they I'm um, having him kick on um, a shield That would uh, measure your um The, the weight of your kick So the first time he did it It was a weak kick And then from there Like uh, uh, Coach Cuso was really writing him Saying he has to kick harder and it was right at the point where he threw like a most powerful back kick knocking Virgil, who was holding the shield off his butt and probably nearly killed him. But he was like knocked unconscious, but he was all right. But, you know, that was the one thing that caused Tommy to just run away and just quit the team because he knew, you know, you know, if he was going to Get revenge on his brother. He probably gonna have to kill him, but he was afraid to. Not to even give it, give it in, give it his all he's got. All right, another personal issue. You got Alexander Grady, who has his, he has his son. Of course, um, he has to worry about his son. That's pretty much the one thing that's, he has he has to worry about. Of course, his son gets in an accident in the movie and has to, and had to temporarily give up his chance to be on a team. You know, really, and that's the thing that he got in the um issue with um with um Kuso, who said there was no exception that you know if he left he wasn't going to come back. So definitely, family issues will be a factor in competition. So. I mean, if you're gonna give up three months, yeah, really think about it. If you're giving up three months of your personal life, just to do something that you want that you want to do. I mean, you kind of have to give it second thoughts. I mean, I mean, things are gonna happen. When your family, you're not gonna be there all the time. So it's always best to really think about what your what your career your career choices is. And, of course, uh, Alex, Grady probably didn't think that at all. He just thought of his son being all right. All right. All right. Another thing, you got um, the coach learning from the students. All right. So there was a point uh, where Cuso was going too far with his authority and pushing a few people. And was, I'm just taking a drink here. Make sure I clear my throat. Yeah, he's pushing a few people. And one being Coach Wade. Finding out the scheme of his hardcore tactics. And you know, this is where he shows. Um, she finds out about why Tommy was so aggressive. Because um, his brother was killed. And you know, he says. And he says in the in the film he says Tommy brothers died because I failed. And, you know I guess it was all game to them before and then they know what they were getting themselves into and yet Tommy's brother ended up being the victim of um Korea's um tactics or um violent tactics. Alright, so these kinda got back together you know the team was brought that back together for the competition and of course the coach kind of simmered down (sighs) excuse me sorry yeah long day of course yeah and they go fly to korea and they get ready for competition he has his little pep talk of course Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a little pep talk. And it's it's right to the point where he gets them ready and tells them, do their best. You know, that's what coach tells you to do. It's not all about winning. You know, it's all about going out there, doing your best. All right, so we're going into competition. The competition starts off with Sonny and Virgil fighting bravely in their match, but were easily beaten. I mean, they got some points. I mean, they didn't get beat easily, but, but you know, they got some points. But the point, but in the end, they were taken down by their Korean opponents. But then you got Travis happened to come back, tying up with the his opponent to the point where they had to break bricks. Of course, yeah, they if you see like beforehand they learned they have to use their the test of test their might against bricks. And I don't think I've seen Travis do the brick breaking. they just had coach Wade demonstrate and then of course um she has um yeah she does that demonstration if she breaks the bricks. all right so and of course he loses I'm um, getting defeated by his opponent who does a rich hand to the bricks and wins alright so really it's it was a very f- good battle alright then now moving on to Alex and Tommy's matches you got Alex versus Sing Jing Kwan alright Alex gets the upper hand on Kwan until Kwan re-injures Grady's shoulder just when you thought it was over, for Grady, I right, mean Tommy pops his shoulder back in place so he can continue to fight, in which he won. All right, so pretty much, you're gonna have to go through injuries in this um in this battle. You're gonna have a broken leg, you're gonna have a broken arm, or you should say you're gonna have a messed up shoulder. But you know, in most competition, they stop the fight immediately because you don't want to hurt yourself some more. But in this case. They didn't want to lose points. So you got Alex winning win against Quan and get, keeping the points that he gained, which is wonderful. You know, that's the, what the heart of the team is. Okay, so now going on to the main event, Tommy versus Dayhan. You know, this is a moment of truth for Tommy to really, really um, not hold back. In the beginning of the fight You got Daehan getting the upper hand Really giving Tommy a run for his money But yet Tommy comes back In the next round Catching up to the Koreans And you know Then things get heated Where you know Daehan Knew he was getting beaten And then it was to the point Where they were doing a final round Where Daehan decided to use Two illegal hits A kick to the groin And an elbow I mean the first either hit was um well yeah to by the referee. But the second one wasn't caught, the elbow. But Tommy still came back on Dehan. Right to the point where Dehan couldn't couldn't barely stand. And then of course of course Tommy decided to was decided to finish him off. But he was going really set up for that devastating back kick he threw to Virgil. But um, it was the point where he hesitated due to the coach's refusal. The coach knew he what he was gonna do, and he stopped him where he stopped him where he was at because he knew he was gonna kill DeHan with the kick. So it was right to the point where he was going to throw the back kick, and the clock ran out. Of course, they lost. The Americans lost, and yet. And yet um, the Koreans go on their victory. All right. So going on to the end of the movie, they um, well, let me before I go to the end of the movie, you know, of course, you know, you got your personal vendetta. You know, you don't want to be out there hurting people. You know, you want to prove the best that you can be, but you don't want to prove it to the point where you're going to kill somebody. I mean, you really got to really control yourself. And really kind of, like, usually what I tell my students, always control your technique. And, you know, not to go wild on people. And yet, going into the end in of this movie. All right. The right, so Kareem is celebrating their victory, but yet you see Dehan Han um, walking out to Tommy. And yet saying that he was sorry that he killed his brother and offered himself as his brother. And of course, in this part, he was like saying to save a life and defeat is to earn victory and honor within. And yet um, you see Dehan puts his. You know, you see Dehan, you got you, you put he puts the melt around his waist or around his neck. And of course, they hug, kind of reconcile, and do it. That's what true sportsman is all about. You know, you let go of your vendetta. And you do that. Okay, so, yeah. And then, of course, the rest of the team, you have, um, they're doing the same thing. Just really reconcile not thinking of something. enemy. You know, that's the great thing about martial arts. You know, the fact that I'm in an organization that allows me to meet people al- around the world and really not making an enemy of everybody. You know, I met people from, of course, Mexico. Mexico is really highly big in our organization of the Chuck Norris system. Of course, I meet people from Finland. Of course, uh, no, no, Uzbekistan, uh, Russia, and even like asia which is always great it's like really gives me a chance all right so you no, know, this is the great thing about this movie it really gets me going whenever I, when I always watch it watch this movie um, best of the best and you know of course um you know there's like three other uh, movies with there's a uh, the sequel best of the best 2 that um that had Tommy and Grady came back. Of course, um, you got Tommy getting a f- set, getting a fight set up with him and a, a fighter from Las Vegas that kills Travis. All right, so that's that, and then of course the next one, the best of the best three, you got Tommy by himself. Of course, visiting his sister, and seeing his nephew and uh, brother-in-law, and um, of course they are in gets in a in a situation with um white supremacy group that um of course are trying to get into a fight with um the black community all right i don't think i've seen the fourth one yet but you know the only i'm familiar with the first second and third one all right so all right so that's my session for today um of course um and of course still, still thinking the 1400 people that are out listening so hopefully i'm going to get 2000 by the end of this month at least over 2000 and um be sure to tune in next week for my kickpod dojo and definitely next week just to give you a little hint um next week next week's um session i'm going to discuss some um, a movie that's celebrating its 20 25th anniversary it was released this month in 1995 and just a hint if you know this um certain movie well let's just say this movie was an adaptation of a fighting game and here's a hint get over here yeah that's your hint so tune in next week to the kick pod this is your sensei tj williams bowing you out from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk, but no politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on BSA Favorite